Welcome to the CobraCast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Uh, welcome to another episode of the CobraCast. I'm your host, Ricky the Prez Logan, or better known as Rifty now. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Ricky Etdog Etridge, the VP. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I am pretty bloody excited about the guest we've got today. He's been one that I've been trying to get hold of to get him on because... This could give us some good content for our actual social media pages, or it could be just restricted to the players' page, depending on the mood he's in. And we're recording. Is that a win? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fifty-fifty gamble, but it's one we're willing to take, and. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't wait. So let's get into it. Let's introduce our guest. It's he's the the number one runner in the league, um, and he's just an all around great guy. It's Dinger Matt Harris. How you going, mate? Man, how you going? Good. It's uh, we're pumped. We're excited. Head dogs. Uh, yeah, man. We can hear. Um, so let's get into it. Yep. Um, obviously, you're not a player at the club. You uh, have been our, our runner the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, how, how did you play football before in your younger days? Or yeah, well, I, I pretty much started playing footy when I was about five or six, um, doing Oz kicking that. Well, I think it was called something different back then. I think it was well, I, don't know, I couldn't even, couldn't even tell you what it was called back then. I pretty much played all junior footy until I was. 18 and I went and I had a year off and I played one season at Bo Morris and then got too many injuries and then decided to pretty much stop playing. Yeah. So, so you've only, you've only pulled the, uh, the Cobra jersey on the one time and um, there was a fair bit of tape involved for the old shoulders in that game. So, yes, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, there um, definitely was. It was it wasn't a very memorable game either. I think we I think we played against Mount Waverley, and I think I think we lost by 130 points. I think I played in the twos. Yeah, I think I kicked I think I kicked zero goals three that game as well. Oh, nice! <laughs> I do actually remember that game finishing the thirds and sitting there for the half hour we had to wait, and then all of a sudden the team comes running out. And there's Ding at the back, and it was very confusing moment for myself. I'm like, yeah. you're ever going to play a game. All right. I, I, that, that game, I actually borrowed white shorts off Powley. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I had, had the old uh, Eddie Betts look yeah, going. Yeah, so I had the Eddie Betts shorts going. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, so, sort of, how did, how did you get down to the club? How did you get involved down at Sandown? Well, um, when I stopped playing footy, I, um, well, my, my best mate, Dicko said, oh, why don't you come down to this club and just 
have a couple of beers. So I went down there one day and one Saturday Arvo with him, he was injured at the time and he said, just come down and have a few beers. So went down with him and sat in the back of his ute out on that 50 metre arc on the opposite the, uh, the club rooms and sat with a, a, about 20 other blokes and had a few beers out the back of his ute and a few other utes and the rest is history pretty much. It's hung around the club ever since then. Yeah. So it's, uh, you, you have been one of our uh, most loyal supporters over the last few years and uh, you've watched a fair bit. You've then become on, come on board as a runner the last couple of years. But uh, what's, what's been your, the favourite moment as a supporter of the club down there? I, oh, I reckon it would have to be. I can't remember what year it was, but I think there was a game against Ashwood. A game against Ashwood, and I think we were, we were down by about, I think it was four points late in the last quarter. And um, I don't want to mention his name because he'll, he'll, we'll never hear the end of it, but, I, but Ralphie kicked the, the winning goal. And we won by about two points. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the siren blew about, well, oh, 20 seconds after he kicked the goal. Yep. And it was probably the most memorable memorable win that I've ever had around Sandown. I think the, the crowd was going absolutely bananas after he kicked that goal and I'm after the game too. Pretty sure that game was only maybe one of two or three that we actually won for the season. So yes, yes, There was a few right. layers of like, why the excitement was there. Oh, so there was a, yes, there was. And there were very deep layers too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Any time where you have a clash with uh, a few former players and a former yes. coach, uh, it's going to be a, a good one to get that win, especially, uh, as you said, we've uh, only won a couple of games that year. But, I, yeah, it was, that's a, a great highlight. Uh, I yeah. do remember that game quite clearly. That, that's um, probably my favourite highlight. How, how long ago was that? Uh, 2015 or 16? Yeah, yeah. 15, I reckon. 15, Rick Bean's first year. or yeah, fifteen. I, I remember um, Rick Gow made a a tackle in the the pocket there that that created the turnover to to get that uh, final goal. I think so. And I think if my memory serves me correctly, it was such a you know, big tackle because he actually tackled down Frankie, who used to play for us. He was a yeah, very exactly. very quick bloke and yeah, all he, stunned. He was, he was a very very good forward. Yeah. yeah, very handy yeah. player for sure. Very very handy player. Yep. Um, speaking of sort of players, who who do you think's been the best player you've seen down at the club? Oh, there's probably the best player down at the club. Oh. Well, Chappie was pretty good. Yep. And um, and probably and Jesse Mack as well. Jesse Mack as well. On. But yeah, Ch- Chappie Chappie was just all class. All everything he did in the footy field was all class, but Jesse Mack just had that that grit and that determination. Just to he almost willed himself to the ball and then willed the ball forward. Yeah, whatever he did, and I, I think you mentioned him in your interview too, Ethog. Yeah, it's actually yeah. been a fairly common answer that we've had so far. Yeah, yeah I, I think his first game he took that massive screamer. Was, it, was that his first game? He took that screamer. Possibly he was. <clears throat> It was he? something else. I'd played with him in, uh, I think, under some point in time in my juniors. And even back then, it was all class. So then the day that I think Nath told me that Jesse was coming down the sand down, I was pretty bloody excited. And 
from the responses we've had to that question, it's you know, I think a lot of other people seen the talent he had. But just with that, Rifty, I like when a bloke comes out and actually says somebody else that hasn't been mentioned yet. And it's you know, 100% correct. Chappie was a very, very talented player. But I think it gets looked over a little bit because he was one of them players that left the club at that time. Yeah, well, Chappie was your Rolls Royce. He was your Rolls Royce. That's, that's what he was. Yeah, definitely. But, but Jesse Back was just that, 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 that grit, that determination. That of, of, yeah, exactly yeah. right. And he, he just willed himself to every contest. And every contest he went to was 110%. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually starting to get a bit worried about how many blokes are saying Jesse Mack because once all this lockdown finishes and I get to see him again, his head's going to be somewhere out here. Or he'll keep, or he'll keep telling me, "Nah, they're all wrong. I'm absolutely shit house." <laughs> well, I usually bump into him at Coles anyway, so he's fucking in the CBC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I better mention he has been mentioned a, a fair few times. I did run into him a couple of weeks ago, and he wanted me to make sure that all the boys knew that he's on the light beers. So <laughs> I just thought I better throw that out there. Oh, really? Yeah, he'll be happy that I, I've let everyone know that he's he only has a few lights now. So. It's like uh, living with Nath, I reckon he makes up for the other half. <laughs> oh, I think so, yes. <laughs> so obviously, you know, you're not a player, but as a runner, have you got a, you know, a pre-game routine that you go through, mate, before you get out there and deliver them messages to the boys? Well, not really. Usually, well, you're usually on an away game, I'm in the rooms, getting around the boys, trying to give a couple of them a G up that look like they need one. But uh at the home games, I'm usually either in the canteen or running out, running around after Jack or <laughs> right up to the run. The boys run out, so yeah, not, that, that's that's usually my pre-game routine. I was going to bring that up at some point, but might as well do it now since you've mentioned it. Your lovely wife Sunny, who is not only the canteen manager at the club, but also the lady that somehow keeps you in line. Well. To an extent, it's a very hard um, job. Yeah, I just want to take this moment to actually—it is, it is. <laughs> and yeah, the fact that you <clears throat> obviously got the second kid now, but with Jackie, you, Jackie boy, you literally she could walk into the club rooms, put him down, and then not see him again for the day, and knew he was—you know—he was safe with all the uh, girls that wanted a baby but just didn't have one at the time. Yep. And so I just wanted to say, you know, massive thank you to Sonny for the last couple of years being the canteen manager and making sure that the uh, slow-cooked roles were available for me once I finished playing. Oh, they'll, they'll still be there, don't you worry. And, yeah, no, we, we, we appreciate a lot. Like, our family loves being around there. And that's, that's one thing I said to Sonny. I go, I'm not playing football anymore, but I want our boys to be around a football club because I think the best thing for a kid to gain confidence and to be welcomed is to be around a football club and that's and that that's why we will can continue to help the club and be around the club yeah 100 and how old's jack now uh he's two two and four months they're two and four months old right. so. so a two-year-old's got a better kicking style than joshy herford so yeah well it's 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 not really that hard <laughs> So it's it's he yeah he, he's he's doing better than Joshy. <laughs> Definitely running at a higher efficiency, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, speaking of kicking, uh, kicking goals. Which bloke at the club at the moment loves to celebrate a goal the most, in your opinion? 
We love to celebrate a goal. You didn't mind celebrating a goal when you kicked one. I still do, mate. I've yeah, I know. It's been a while since I've kicked one, so wait till I get that first one when I'm back. Yeah, you used to call it before. It used to go through past the post. Yeah, I'd call oh, yeah, it and make I, sure I, I turn around and give the bike, give me a bit of grief, you know, yeah, what exactly. for. Although, although Morris didn't mind celebrating a goal either. Yes. He, he, he didn't even mind celebrating a goal when he was standing behind the guy that was kicking the goal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's true. He also didn't mind, you know, uh, displaying something to the opposition benches at times. Yes, well, I've had to go over a few chats to him a few times. <laughs> and the umpires as well to find out why and what's happening. Yes, yes I have, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of actually that moment of Morris, what is the funniest thing that's happened at a game that you've either been a runner at or just been watching for Sandown? Being a runner at and watching... You know, the funniest moment was it? You know, when Brown and I done that. Was it when your well, your brother copped a beautiful ball to the face? That's well. That's probably my top two. To be honest, you've already said. <laughs> my apologies. Yeah, it was, yeah. One of my favourites was seeing Buff get kicked in, kicked in the head by um by Proctor at that St Paul's game after the umpire had called to stop play. But yeah, um, I don't. I go ahead. Sorry, no, no, you're up. Something tells me that you might have slipped uh, Proctor a cheeky 20 bucks to make sure that happened that day. Well, I, I, I think I bought him a beer afterwards or a, a CC and cola. <laughs> but that was, that was probably the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But yeah, the, oh, but I reckon Moondog in that twos game, I think it was a couple of years ago against Dean on where he uh, but yeah, showed his ass to the bench. <laughs> And then and then, and then copped a week for it afterwards. And, and uh, that just happened to be the last round of the season before yes, finals. Yes. Well, end up cop will end up being a pretty bad thing for us in the first week of the finals for the twos. But it was pretty funny going up to the umpire and going, "Ah, oh, what did he do?" <laughs> yeah. I remember on the ground, it was a bit like I had absolutely no idea that it had happened, and then. All of a sudden, at halftime, I think you come in and said something, and it was like, "Wait, what happened?" And then the story got said, and it was just a a moment where you try not to piss yourself laughing, but at the same time, understand like knowing what the consequences for the following week is probably going to be. Yeah, well, he goes, he's reported, and I'm like, "What for?" And he said, "For pulling down his pants." I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> are you serious? Like, are you sure he wasn't adjusting what was going on in the front, or like?" He goes, no, it was pretty obvious. I go, okay, right. I actually do remember, I think, that a few beers that night afterwards and it was a few blokes trying to you know, work out ways, you know, excuses that you could use to try and get off at the tribunal and it just, none of them would actually make any sense or work. So no, I try to say, okay, I'm like, oh, the elastic came out a bit short, so it must have been stopped. <laughs> and he goes, no, nah, it was pretty obvious, mate. I go, all oh, right. See, and that's why he's the number one runner in the league because... How many runners would be uh, that quick on their feet to think of start thinking of excuses why a bloke mooned a bench? Well, you got to, you got to deny till you die. <laughs> Speaking of being the uh, best runner in the league, there was times this year with me sitting. Oh, sorry, last year, twenty nineteen, on a Friday night, sitting on the other side of the boundary line, uh, a few beers in, just really getting around you, making sure that you, know, you knew that you were the main man out there. It wasn't about you know, Fattis at full forward or Jakey Balfour at centre-half or the midfielders is about, you know, Dinger getting their messages out. 
there was a, you know, Ange did like to accuse you of sugarcoating a lot of the messages that he would send. How many messages did you actually sugarcoat and how many messages did you actually give directly what Ange probably would have said to the boys? I'd like, uh, I'd like to say um, 90% of giving directly what Ange would say, but it's probably more like 70, 30, 70, 30 of my messages that I would actually give out or not because Ange is a very hot headed man, as we all know. Yes. He's, uh, I'm, I'm a small stature. I understand that he's got short man syndrome and he's, he's Italian. He's very passionate in what he says. And initially when he sees something, he, he gets it out straight away instead of keeping it in and thinking about it and then expressing his feelings. So sometimes that's needed to just dull it down a little bit. It's needed. It's needed sometimes. But I I, I reckon 70% of the time I gave out what he said. And again, that's why he's the best runner in the league. He understands. He knows the the blokes that need to be just nurtured and taken care of and the blokes that need that rocket up their ass to get going. I'm I'm, I'm probably more harder on my brother than anyone on the field, to be honest. I wouldn't expect anything less. (laughs) (laughs) I I run out to him without Angela even telling me. All right, so we've mentioned that uh, you quite enjoy a beer and you know, supporting the social side of the club. And you know, we, I've been there a few nights when you've definitely had a great night and <laughs> Sonny has gone, nut. Nah, you're on your own now, Dinger. You're on your own. What is your favourite off-field moment, be it a function, um, yeah, anything that happened off-field, what's your favourite moment at the club? What of me or? I oh, know, just uh, it, it could be a presentation night, a trivia night, a I would say a silly Saturday, but let's not head down that road. Um, <laughs> no, just well, anything off field. Uh, silly Saturdays never happen. That's what I mean. What's why would you go down <laughs> that road? <laughs> um, I, I, I uh, this has probably been a popular answer too. I the trivia nights are pretty good. The trivia nights are probably, and that, that's something that Andrew introduced as well to the club and. The first one was loose, loose as. But the second one was just as loose too. I, I remember I had, I had a family table of the one last year. And I don't really remember much of the night, to be honest. So if I can't remember much of the night, it's probably been a good night. Yeah, so trivia night in 20... The first one we had was my answer. And it was my answer because it was the first time in quite a while the rooms were absolutely just jam-packed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that was the first time I saw the rooms that packed since the new rooms got built. Yeah, and that yeah. was why that was my answer. And I've actually been surprised by the amount of blokes that have said trivia night because, not because of that answer, but because of, you know, that, they were just good nights. They were fun. They were enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and there was one trivia night where I pretty much did actually hold it up for a good, what, 45 minutes watching my beloved Melbourne Victory screaming at the TV. Yes, I do remember that. I've actually only just remembered that happened. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Um, right. So obviously we're stuck in isolation and social distancing. Which bloke at the club would be loving it and which bloke would be absolutely hating it with a passion? Well, for loving it, to be honest, I'm I'm quite loving it. Like, I I love staying at home. I I really do. I I miss being at the footy club, but I love staying at home because because of working away for such a long time. It's actually good to be at home with the family. I actually never given that a thought with you. Yeah, like 
for being working away for six years and that, like, I'm enjoying this time at home. Like, fair enough, I miss miss watching the footy and watch watching heaps of live sport and that, but I'm just really glad the racing's still on. <laughs> so you, you are one of them lucky ones like myself that have got a pretty good setup to have a beer at by yourself. Yes, I do. Zoom, so. Yeah, but I'm hating it. I reckon the majority of the boys at the footy club would be hating it, but I reckon I reckon Isla's would be hating it the most because he loves going to the pub. He loves going to the pub with his little family. He's always posting on social media how much he's at the pub. He's at the pub nearly every every Saturday, Sunday. I did notice that. If you were watching Izzy's, um, his newsfeed in a graph, it would be a high, high, high pub, pub, pub. And since isolation, it's just dropped off. There's yeah. been nothing from it. I haven't seen a post from him for ages. <laughs> I might need to uh, just check up on him. What's he, it's usually down at the officer club, isn't it? Usually the officer club he usually hangs out at? Yeah, some club, that, some pub that you know, we don't really know the name of. It's no, you know, none of our major ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. So um, Phil said a bit about yourself. What AFL team do you support? I'm like uh, Mr. Etdog right there, the Bombers. The Bombers, yeah. And uh, who would be your favourite Bomber of all time? I, it's it's pretty popular answer, but I I have to take Jimmy Hurd. Jimmy Hurd, he's just a, he's just one of those players. You can turn a game like that when he was in his prime. I yep. just like just take that that uh Essendon West Coast game at the Telstra Dome when he kicked that goal of about uh um I think it was about thirty Five, seconds left yeah, to 10, go. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, but but it was funny because. During that week, he actually, I think he, I think he spoke out a bit against the umpires, saying yeah, that, were, that was the week that he was. I think it was Scott McLaren, it may have been, copped the yeah. 20k fine. Yeah, he, I think he got the fine for speaking out against the umpires, and then I think in that last quarter he had like, I think nine or ten disposals and kicked two goals. Yeah, it was something um, incredible, and the thing that I find funny actually watching back on that footage, I think it's Stephen Quartermain, I think is the commentator. And he calls it before it happens. As yeah. that follow-up's going, he's saying, oh, here comes Heard, you know, he's going to do something special here. And he actually did. It was yeah. quite, you know, it didn't feel real that he could do that. And then, yeah, imagine being that bloke in the crowd, mate. Oh, fucking nice. Well, but he's just a player that could inject himself in the contest whenever it was necessary for his team. And that's what I really loved about him. And he was, he was a very unassuming character, like a... Stature-wise, he didn't yep. look imposing. He, no. You know, he wasn't your your Dusty Martin, Kudafidi's type physique or anything like that. No. He was sort of, you know, pretty scrawny. He wasn't what much to him, but he had a class about him that, uh, yep. you know, Essendon hasn't probably seen for quite a while since him. No, we, no, we definitely haven't. Not since he, well, he did come back to the club as a coach. That's a different story. We won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. Yep. <laughs> Um, what about uh, other sports? Have you played any other sports yourself? Um, as a junior, I played played tennis. I did little athletics. I um, played t-ball when I was very young. I, um, I even had a season at playing cricket as well, which wasn't very successful. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, who would be the biggest sporting hero outside of football? All other, all other sports. All other sports, shit. Um, geez, I don't know. Yeah, um, outside of football, 
can I? Does it have to be a uh, human? Human. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. He's, I know what he's saying. No, go ahead, Zinger. Is, is it a Winx or a? No, um, probably black caviar. Black caviar. Yeah, I love black caviar. Just she was just unbelievable, and to win twenty five out of twenty five starts. Was it twenty five? Oh, I fucking hope it is. But <laughs> she was just ridiculous, and and the, the but. What she did when she went over to England and won that that uh, that race at Ascot, that was one of the best. That's one of my most favourite sporting moments. Yeah. Is watching her win that, and even and she got injured. She uh, I think she tore some some muscle in her leg in the last three hundred metres, and to still just run over the line like that and just just win. That's and I reckon that moment, any sports person. Any sports fan watching that race at two o'clock in the morning would have just been would have had the best night. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that, that's probably my fate. My my most favourite athlete. And horses are that they are athletes. They're they're strong animals that deserve to be recognised. Now that's that's a different answer to what we'd expect, but uh, a great one nonetheless. I, I agree wholeheartedly that race horses are underappreciated and they're amazing animals to watch race and um it's a shame some people like to ruin that for others but i think uh yeah horse racing and and like you said the black caviars the winkses and the maccabi divas those those type of horses that are just uh once in a lifetime horses are ah spectacular to watch yep yep yeah one of the reasons excuse me I've been excited to get you on is you've mentioned about, you know, Royal Ascot. So that's in United Kingdom. You are a big round bowl fan as myself. Um, obviously as we're recording this, we don't know, or you go for Southampton, which are in the premier league. Um, as recording this, we don't know what the EPL are doing regarding their, um, the EPL championship. Now, Liverpool, your opinions, mate, if Liverpool, get given the trophy, even though the season is not finished and they're not mathematically guaranteed it? Well, if, if they do get handed it, it's, it's always going to have an asterisk next to it. It's always going to have an asterisk next to it. So, And the only people that are going to see it as a win are their deluded supporters. <coughs> Joshy Herford. <laughs> sorry. Bit of, a, bit of a cough, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... I'm actually sort of hoping they don't win it just so I can constantly give them deluded Liverpool fans just shit for the next how many years. And they can come back and say Arsenal's no good, whatnot. We're invincible, you're not. Well, that's the thing. There's a reason why I've got a, a little bit of a hate towards Liverpool. Well, explain. I, I know why, but... Yeah, fine. well, because they pretty much rape and pillage Southampton for our players. What do you mean by pretty much they do? They, it's, they, do. they do. It's their recruiting strategy. Yeah, Southampton are pretty much Liverpool's twos. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, Rifty, now we'll let you cut back and we've stopped well, talking did... about a sport you have no idea about. <laughs> I, I do have very little knowledge in the, the round ball game. Uh, it's not something I've got into, but from the sounds of it, it Liverpool do sound like the type of team that, that one Joshy Herford would go for, and I'm not surprised that he's a fan of theirs. Um, but what would, you know, you've mentioned 
you love footy, you love your soccer and your horse racing. What would be the ultimate sporting event you'd love to go to? It'd probably be a couple, actually. It'd probably definitely be a couple. I'd, I'd love to go to the Super Bowl. I'd love to go to a Super Bowl. I'd love to go if the Packers were playing in it. But if I could get there any time with, with, with any player, um, I'd love to go to an AFL Grand Final. I've never been to an AFL Grand Final, which is, yeah. So, but um, cause I've, I've been to the majority of the ones that I want to go to. But you know, I reckon the Super Bowl probably the top one. Yeah, it's a very popular answer. I think uh, yeah. it's, it's uh, high up there on everyone's uh, list. Um, all right, we've got a, like a little bit of a scenario. If um, the boys needed a lift at three-quarter time and uh, you could pick a coach from across any sport, fictional or real, so it could be a movie character, it could be you know a real coach that's been portrayed in a movie you've seen or, or real coaches you know of, who would you pick to give the boys that, uh, that three-quarter time rev up? Coach Boone. Coach Boone from... Uh, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans, yep. Meet the Titans, doesn't he, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was... Uh, the last episode, I think it was? Harley's answer, but he... Um, oh, really? He yes. said he, he'd, uh, he'd watched it a week ago, but he called it Meet the Titans. So, um, yeah, that's old Harley's for you. Yeah, well... <laughs> right, so you've mentioned... Um, <clears throat> Uh, Super Bowl and obviously a gridiron movie. Now, we've mentioned a few times, it's actually been a while since we've had a participant on the show of the Cobra Bowl. It's been mentioned a couple of times. Yep. And as we currently stand, my co-host is the reigning, defending, non-drinking champion. Yes, it's um, grace. <laughs> do you have anything you want to say to the, you know, the champion as a challenger before we get going next time, once lockdown's finished and where someone can come in and take the title away from him? Well, I can, I can tell him that someone else will be coming for you because I won't beat you. Finally, some honesty. I'm terrible at Madden. Everyone knows that. <laughs> but all right, so I think you're the only bloke that has actually, before you got your first tournament in, admitted that you're not that good. You, you still didn't finish last. Is that no, I didn't, no, I didn't finish last. No, the Russian finished last that day. And he'd been talking himself up after his uh, Cobra Bowl one. Performance? Well, he talks himself about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, that that's true, I guess. Um, all right. Now, as you mentioned about Remember the Titans and as a movie, if a movie was based on the life of Matt Harrick's dinger, who would you want to play you? Who would I want to play me? Uh, Dane DeVito. I'm going to guess Arnie's going to play the role of Buff. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's 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 a bit uh, a bit much giving Buff that much. Uh, you know, I think uh, we could find a better actor for Buff that that suits his physique a bit better than. Uh, have, Arnie. have you guys interviewed Buff yet? Nah, not yet. Oh, Might yeah, need to get one next, I reckon. Uh, I do actually remember. One of them days that we mentioned earlier that don't exist, you two actually rocked up as the stepbrothers. Yeah, yeah, we rocked up as, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was, I don't remember the rest of that day. <laughs> but, yeah. it, it seems to be a sort of a, 
a theme that when you come down to the club or a function, you don't remember much of it? Yeah, well, I, I seem to uh, donate a fair bit of money to the club over the bar. I'm starting to wonder now just how many times the uh, bartenders actually charge you 40 bucks instead of four bucks for a beer. <laughs> Who knows, mate? Who knows? I, I'd like to know how much money I've put over the bar over the last 10 years. Well, it'd be, not, it'd be nice to know, wouldn't it? He still is the only bloke that's been cut off from the bar. Twice. Twice. So he... <laughs> we, we do responsible, we do uh, practice responsible serving of alcohol. And uh, unfortunately, Dinger has had to be cut off twice now. Yeah, but the second time was actually my wife behind the bar. So yeah, sir. that doesn't count. <laughs> and we're thankful for Sonny to be the responsible one and get you home safely when you're much dragged to the car. From the sounds of what I've heard. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, you like watching your horse racing and your sport. Do you have a guilty pleasure TV show or movie that you enjoy to watch? Is it you know, a bit of reality TV? Is it something that you just don't really like people knowing until we show this? Well, so my, my wife watches a lot of cooking shows and that, and I, I don't like to admit to her, but I, I actually don't mind watching MasterChef with her, or, or or Hell's Kitchen, the one that Gordon Ramsay does. That's that's probably one thing that's that I don't mind actually. But I don't like to let on that I like watching. Well, there was a, a little Zoom beer we had a while ago. I'm pretty sure Rift in. You know, we had a handful of boys from the footy club just talking to each other during isolation. All of a sudden. Dinger just pipes up about something that's completely unrelated, and it turns out he's very, very passionate about MasterChef. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind MasterChef every something, now and then. Something about he, where the hell could he buy octopus anyway? <laughs> and then there was something about a smoker, and it was, it was a, it was a good five minutes worth of Dinger just headphones on, headphones off, headphones <laughs> on, headphones off, and not realizing even with his headphones off, it was still coming through to us clear as day, and it was, yeah, it was actually a good laugh. That was, uh, yeah, we'll have a bit of an argument about how to make a smoker or how to use a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've mentioned MasterChef, which is reality TV. Which bloke at the club would make the best reality TV and why? Oh, who'd want to follow any of those blokes around all day? <laughs> uh Mate, if you, okay, here we go. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I reckon Joshy Herford would be quite interesting. It'd, it'd be it'd be a massive comedy. <laughs> if you could put a, a a camera on that guy twenty four seven, I reckon it'd be it'd be a bit dull during the day during the week because he's just a concreter. But I reckon his weekends would be his ratings would just go through the roof. If if you could, yeah, I reckon jo- jo- Joshy's weekends. Would be a good uh, reality TV show, I reckon. Oh, Mark, I'll tell you right now, I wish if we were doing that, we had Joshy's Weekends maybe two or three years ago. That would just be next level. I mean, still now, that would still be good viewing, but two or three years ago, yeah, that would be the best thing on TV. Yeah, like, actually, yeah, that, yeah, two or three years ago, yeah, that, that, that's what I reckon be the go. But now he's, he's boring, he's got a missus, he's fuck now. <laughs> and <laughs> I reckon... You were to do that with Joshy two to three years ago, Rifty, it'd probably maybe late night, like cheaper in Texas, I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, 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 it'll have to be after 10.30. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so um, 
you obviously there's still punting going on at the moment. So I reckon that's going to be the, one of the answers to this question. What are the three things that you currently have while being stuck in isolation that if they were taken away from you tomorrow, you'd be absolutely lost without? Oh, well, yeah, if they, they shut, shut racing down tomorrow, that'd be pretty shit. Um, the bottle shops. And, uh, shit, what else is there? <laughs> the phone to punt on, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, the phone you punt on so as well. internet. Yeah, <laughs> probably, well, in order, horse racing, alcohol, internet. And they were actually the three answers I was expecting to come out of his mouth. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you haven't lost your horse racing, your beer or your internet. Once isolation's done, dusted, there's no more social distancing. What's the first thing you'll be going to do? Go to a pub and have a beer off a tap. Uh, haven't thought about installing a tap in that outside bar or is Sonny just oh, knocked that on the head very, very quickly? That's that's in the works. I've, I've got a few other things to uh, improve the house before I do that. I thought during isolation that would have just made its way to the top of the list. Oh, well, I'd like it to, but there's uh, <laughs> other people that have got Smart, invested, smarter people. invested interests in the house as well. So. <laughs> All right, mate, we've got a hard-hitting question for you. I'm this sure you're, you're well across Tiger King. <laughs> Um, so did uh, Carol Baskin kill her husband? Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Not a oh, doubt in your mind? No doubt at all. Of course she did. All right. Did I, you I, fed- I, I can't even look at her. <laughs> that, that little smile that she has. And when she does that intro on her webcam um, show, she so killed her ex-husband for sure. Yeah. And fed, oh. fed it to the Tigers or what? Oh, of course. That's, that's the easiest thing she could have done. <laughs> Easiest thing she would have done. Like, I, I, I heard that Netflix were doing a, uh, a thing on the disappearance of her ex-husband. Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I hope they do it, and I, I can't wait to see it. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, finish off with a little game of uh, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I'm sure you've uh, played you well across that game. Yep. Um, I'm going to give you a. The question, black card, and then I'm going to read a white one. Egg Dog's going to read a white one. You choose whose answer fits it best, and uh, that person gets the point. So, is that is that in my opinion or in yours? Your your opinion. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. So the question part is, how am I compensating for my tiny penis? <laughs> and um, the answer is. Drinking responsibly. All right. I want to read the question again, Rifty. How am I compensating for my tiny penis? The Pope. So is it drinking responsibly or the Pope? The Pope. That's another one to Ed Dog. Yes. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say, Ed Dog, before we wrap this up? Um, not like I think of. I did mention earlier about Dinger's beautiful wife, Sunny, being our canteen manager, and we're very, very thankful for that. Um, other than that, nah, nothing for my end, mate. Yeah, we also extend that. We we thank the whole Harricks and Sunny's family. I'm not even going to attempt to say their last name. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, not only you know do we gain one supporter in uh, Matt Dinger, Harricks, but we gained a whole family that have helped support our canteen and bar and done everything that's uh, needed to be done. So, and just with you know, you just mentioned the Harricks and Sonny's family, also the Lucas family. They've also been a massive part of our club in the last couple of years, helping Sonny in the canteen. Uh, Justin's a current serving committee member. So we thank, you know, the whole Harricks thing is extended family, both yep. sides for what they've done for our club. Uh, yep. So we thank all of them. They've done it. They do a fantastic job. Um, and it's all thanks to you following your mate down uh, to watch a game of footy a few years ago and drink some beers. You've now become a pretty integral part of our club. And we, so we thank you as well. Yep. Now well, it's, it's a credit to the club that it makes it a lot easier for us to do that. So, you know, we love being around the club. You guys love us helping out the club. So it's just a really good relationship with our family has with the club anyway. Yeah. So we'll end it there. So thanks for joining us, Matt. Uh, thanks again, Ed Dog. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, guys. And we'll see you on the next one. And remember, nothing's better than playing at home. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP. Now playing podcast.